This show is brought to you by ERN. Find us online at ernlive.com. Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. And I have a special guest on the show. And, and I want to share a quick story before I get Jeff Knuckles talking. He is the manager of the Columbus Motor Speedway. For those people that don't like me, for those of you that love me, and it's this guy's fault. So if you have any complaints, this is the guy you contact. Because Jeff Knuckles and I became friends back in 2005 when I started racing these little cars called Crazy Compacts. I had a 93 Beretta, and he's the one to put my name in a hat way back when... Uh, start calling racing on tv good or bad but here i am 11 years later still flapping my jaw well let's see i started broadcasting in 07 so nine years but known jeff since oh 05 and jeff welcome to the show and uh, i know there's some news good bad and ugly whatever you want to say but we're losing a legendary track in the state of ohio in the one of the probably oldest small tracks in the country am i correct by saying that did you really say people should call me to complain? Yes. Did, did I, did I <laughs> it's, that right? it's your fault, Jeff Knuckles. There you go. With no K. Google yeah, it. No. It's, um, yeah, Columbus Motor Speedway, been around uh, a couple of years. My grandfather uh, and six or seven other uh, World War II veterans purchased the property. First race, we actually found the um, news clipping, October 19th, 1946. Wait, wait, motorcycle October race 19th? Was it dirt? Well, it was dirt. Yep, dirt. It was dirt uh, from 46 through uh, mid-1957. So wait, uh, but back saved. then, what what kind of heart? Were they racing Harleys or Indians? or? Well, yeah, a lot of Indians. Uh, you know, I think there might have been a Norton in there, but I'm not really sure about that. Wow. That, when the Norton uh, name brand started. But, um, yeah, Indians and Harleys, I presume. <sighs> that would be so um, cool to have some of them. So, yeah, it was a dirt track, and, uh, you know, the, the beauty of the motorcycle uh, world is, is the um, at least in the uh, flat track world, uh, dirt, uh-huh. uh, is that the motorcycles are laid down sideways in the corners. Right, right. And uh, so the, the guys decided to make it a very round, probably one of the roundest third miles I know of. There's really not much of a straightaway at all. Right. Um, so th- they designed it that way, and... Uh, it's been through a lot of uh, iterations. With uh, it's been widened a little bit over the course of the years, mm-hmm. and obviously paved. And we've done some repaving and some different things to right. try to make it. Um, uh, just recently, to try to make it more passing. And, and you're definitely uh, doing yeah, that. It's, it's a challenge. So so uh, so let me go back a little bit. You know, you said five or six, seven guys got out of World War II. Back then, money was scarce, but they took their war bonds or whatever. Well, how did they get like war money they had saved up? I mean. How much did they start out with, like a thousand bucks or something? That's a good question. I'm not yeah. sure I've ever really. Uh, huh. Actually, I actually I did stumble across the um, the uh, real estate records, and and I yeah I want to say it was you know three to three or four thousand dollars. Oh for, my goodness! For the main uh, the main property that the track itself sit on sits on. Wow! It's about twenty acres, I believe. Um, of course, since then we've added a parking lot and. Some other area and have 49 acres now but it's been around a long time one of the um you know we won the 2009 the national promoter of the year award um so pretty proud of that mm-hmm. and um you know my grandfather owned uh, or, or he and, and this uh, group that they at for a while called the columbus motorcycle columbus motorcycle club 
uh, owned the facility. He, uh, over the course of maybe, you know, six or eight years, mm-hmm. you know, continued to, to, to gain more shares from the other members who dropped by the wayside for one reason or another. And right. then um, he passed away in 65. Uh, and at that point in time, uh, there were two other members okay. left, and my father uh, bought them out. So wait, let me ask you this. What made those guys decide to go from motorcycles to cars just because motorcycles were dying off at that time, or there was more money to be made because they were a motorcycle club? What they say, hey, let's get some old uh, 39 Fords out here and 32 Chevys, and let's get busy. You know, I think it was, yeah, I think it was, um, there were some issues with, with uh, my grandfather or my dad actually told me with with getting enough events okay. in uh, motorcycle events, you can only at that time the AMA kind of had a, a stranglehold on things, and they could only run a couple events a year. Mm. And at that time, everybody else was starting to race race cars more and more, and it was becoming a you know very very popular and growing uh, very quickly. So uh, I think they saw an opportunity to to cash in a little bit and to, to grow the company and the um, and the speedway. And that's probably why some of the guys fell to the wayside, you might say. They probably was like, no, this is a motorcycle track, and it'd be so great. I mean, I know you love to see your grandfather for many, many reasons, but I would love to sit down. And your dad, he, he may he rest in peace, he died a few years back, but I remember sitting on the golf cart with him, and every time I was with him, he'd tell me a cool story. And, and and I can't imagine the stories your grandpa had in, in such a simple time in America where no one cared about the noise. The whole family came out. They bought some popcorn, bought some Pepsis, chilled out and watched some racing. Now everything's so complicated. And the sad part is you guys are finally selling the place. I understand why. And, you know, after 71 years, this legacy is going to be gone. And it's, it's like when I go to my hometown, every school I went to is torn down now. Heck, your, to- your, your school is a motorcycle shop now. But but every time I drive by that, I remember those thoughts. I mean, how's that going to feel for you when you drive by and, and now it's going to be a big professional soccer arena? Well, I, I think, you know, first of all, you know, there are so many short tracks in the country. Um, I, I said I said years ago, probably 20 years ago, that I figured one day the, the uh, short tracks or the, you know, small um, stock car facilities, uh-huh. uh, racing facilities – would eventually go the way of the drive-in movie theater. Right, I uh, was going at that time, and it's it's come to fruition a little bit. Um, there certainly are still successful ones, right. and quite honestly, we're having probably our best year in fifteen or twenty years. All right, well, Jeff, hold that year. thought because I'm going to go to break, and when we get back, I just want to hear a little bit more about that. I mean, what made you decide to sell it? We got a uh, how many eight weeks left, and just so the people at home and around the country can hear the passion you have for the place and actually the passion I have for that place if it weren't for that place I wouldn't be here you're tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots Longinette and Ryan Baker and a fishing bowl this show is presented in part by Haynes the worldwide leader in automotive and motorcycle repair information for over 50 years we'll be right back 